first of all, was you scared? Oh yeah. Like, did, did you like was that yeah, yeah, feeling yeah. of like you know like when you get into yeah you're nervous you get that you get the little yeah, belly the bugs and like yeah. every sausage you use, then you want to start going to the toilet four times. We're <laughs> like, what's going on? You know, even the leader I was like, oh shit, what's gonna happen? Is my knee gonna survive? Am I gonna do the run and everything's smooth, or am I gonna be a person that's gonna like throw up? Because I've not tested my, my lung capacity to this this sort of capability. I'm on the main stage, essentially being in front of like thousands of people, you know, people watching you. Yeah. And they might be comfortable in that world, whereas for me, that's not enough. I want more. I think one of the biggest things I've learned being in is that you have to put yourself in a position where you're willing to be uncomfortable in order to start being more comfortable. Without bringing anyone down, some PTs that have been here for two years and they only got le less than 10 clients. So that speaks volumes within itself. Yeah. But again, everyone's means and way of living are different. Yeah. And they might be comfortable in that world, whereas for me, that's not enough. I want more. But that's just how I was born okay. with my parents. If you look at my, my CV, Whatever job I had, I always climbed. And I got to like supervisor, supervisor level or management level. And then I moved into fitness. Started working at 10 years ago, so like, yeah, about 10, 11 years ago. And you started PT straight off No, I started working fitness first, then I injured my knee, so probably like two years in, so just after that. So I've been about PT in about six, six seven years ago. How did that knee injury help you? It pushed, because obviously I started on reception, then it pushed me into, I went into then fitness consultant, and then I injured my knee. So then I moved into sales and then recovered from my knee and came back into um, fitness and then I pursued my PT and the rest is history bro. But I had a, I had a touch, I have a um, experience in all different roles. So I got front of house, learning, learning people's names, speaking to new people. Uh, and then I moved to being on the gym floor a bit more and conducting classes there, being in front of a bigger audience. So that's not again, that's my confidence touching up there, topping up on there. And then sales would be able to fucking just talk to someone and be able to sell someone, something yeah. to them, which is obviously my services. So I had a mixture of ordering and come back into PT and I was like, bam. First week I was like doing 20 hours. In terms of building the foundation, you It's all, I had everything. Really yeah. So when I, when I jumped over, all the guys were like, fucking hell, how's this guy doing so well? It's like, well, it's just because I just have a personality and just fucking smile. You Oh, yeah, yeah. You actually, bro. I could have gone in deep and, and just started from complete scratch, but then it would have been a case of like, Oh, maybe I could have done that. Oh, I'm not going to do that. And then confidence starts to get a little dented. I'll be like, oh, I'm a bit scared. But then it's like, well, then you're not going to grow as a person if you don't put yourself in uncomfortability. I think one of the biggest things I've learned being here is that you have to put yourself in a position where you're willing to be uncomfortable in order to start being more comfortable. So welcome to Taz Talks. Today, I'm joined by Prash. Prash, just uh, introduce yourself. Tell them a little bit more about yourself. Tell them a little bit more about myself. Oh, I've not been in this, in this position like... Years, you get me really nervous, I talk about yourself. So my name is Prash, um, I'm a personal trainer at Fitness First Cottons in London Bridge. Um, I've been here for like nearly 10 years now. Um, I think today we're gonna to be talking a little bit more about the high rock side of things. And boom, 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 yeah. high rocks right there. So what, so explain to everyone what, first of all, what is high rocks? High rocks? Like in this simplest form, like what is high rocks? So high rocks is basically a fitness race um, that consists of an 8k run split into 8 1k runs and in between the runs you'll be doing an exercise so for example it would be a sled push, pull, walking lunges, ball throws, burpees, farms walk and then you try to just aim to get the best time as possible but it's really it's really um, grueling and testing on your um, strength side of things first of all and also your cardiovascular combined together so like it's not just an element of having, you know, you can be a really strong person, but you might suffer on the cardio side of things or vice versa. 
Um, so it really does challenge you in both areas, which is quite cool to have and be like an all-round top athlete. And how long have you been doing it? Uh, kind of a year now. A year? Yeah. And have you competed before? So I've done six races so far. Um, I've got another four, another five actually booked for the rest of the year. Um, and then see where, see where. So you have more booked this Friday yeah. year? Yeah, yeah. But the previous one you've done, how were they? Like, how, what was the experience? Like, first of all, like being in there, first thing, yeah. like, how did you feel? Like, was it something that's just another race? Is it like that feeling of, um, you know what, this is just another day. I'm just going to go here, run a marathon, 5K, 10K. Because most people think it's just like a cardio race, essentially, yeah, right? Yeah, like a yeah. marathon. Yeah. But what's the thing that you feel like really sets it apart from all of those? So I'll give you a bit of context behind as to how I really got into it. So um, two of my work colleagues, Paul and Lara, had done a race. And I was taking a mick out of them and be like, yeah, that's all easy, I can do that. <laughs> but obviously, like, I had injured my knee about three, four, yeah, about four years ago, four or five years ago. So I had a reconstruction of my ACL and that's kind of like threw me out of like taking part in like competitions or races or just even just running. Because I'm coming from a very sporty background. So playing a lot of football, badminton, tennis, cricket, all that stuff growing up. And then obviously once I injured my knee, stopped all of that. Um, and I kind of dived into doing more weight training, building strength back into my body, especially into my knee. And then I thought it got to a point where I was like, oh, I've done enough strength training, but I've not really challenged my knee. Um, so it's got to a point where I was like, all right, what can I do now? So then obviously then I took these guys up on the challenge and I did the first race. Um, my prepping for this wasn't, wasn't the best. Average time, they're saying it takes about an hour and a half. Um, I did it, I think it was like one hour and 31, which I was surprised with. So it's not too bad, it's like It wasn't bad, yeah, I, 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 time, I right? fitted, I made it within the average time, so I was, I was, I was surprised at that. I was expecting to make a, a much um, less of a time when I did it, but I think I came out feeling relatively like happy with that. And that's like six months after your injury? Uh, no, that was, this is like a couple of years. Couple years. Couple after. years. I was. I was scared. Always. I was always scared of going into this. Was it like just a challenge towards yourself that you wanted to push more, just than just doing weights, and you want to see like what you can actually achieve, or is it also the competitiveness that you had with Paul and Laura and all your other colleagues? I think my competitiveness was always like tamed after coming out of being so sporty. So I think they kind of reignited that by egging me on, be like, you can. <laughs> You know, you know, oh, you can't do it. And I was like, no, I'm going to do it now. And it's all that reverse psychology. Yeah. So they, you know, in a way, they obviously tricked me, but it worked. Because then now it's like, once you do a race, you'll get the bug. And I think I got the bug at the time. And I just wanted to do more. And then um, I think it was a, a lot of it was linked to confidence. I didn't feel very confident going into doing a competition like this. Because yeah. this is my first time doing something like this. Um, and I got to experience different elements of like testing my cardiovascular to, to, the, to the peak, to the limit, um, testing my strength, obviously I'm doing more and more weights, but it's like a different style of weights compared to doing like high intensity style of weights, um, where you're coming from like high to low in terms of your heart rate, so it's different. Um, so it kind of cornered me to think about, all right, I'm gonna do this, but do I then have the capabilities of actually competing and doing well? So 
So that was always the first challenge. That was the first hurdle. First of all, was you scared? Oh yeah. Like, did, did you like was that yeah, yeah, feeling yeah. of like you know like when you get into yeah, competition? Yeah, nervous. You get that. You get the little belly yeah, the bugs and like yeah. every sauce you use. Then you want to suck on the toilet four times. <laughs> and we're like, what's going on here? Why am I? You caught. It kicks in because the adrenaline starts like taking over. Before What's the it? race? Oh, of course. Even to the lead but, up. But did, like, that's what I was going to ask. Like, yeah. To the lead up, did you have like that feeling of like, you know what, oh shit. That, that, you, know, you know what I'm trying to yeah. say? That, like a feeling of like you get scared? Of course. Or is it like just another day? No, no, I, I got scared. You got scared? Yeah, I got scared. I got scared coming stepping into my first high rocks. You know, even the leader, I was like, oh shit, what's going to happen? Is my knee going to survive? Am yeah. I going to do the run and everything smooth? Or am I going to be a person that's going to like throw up? Because I've not tested my, my lung capacity to this, this sort of capability. I'm on the main stage, essentially being in front of like thousands of people, you know, people watching you. You know, think about, you know. And it's broadcasted live as yeah, well, Yeah, exactly, it? yeah. And then you think about it, it's like you stepping into the ring and uh, something goes bad, you're like, shit, all the lights on me. Yeah. Everyone's watching me. Oh crap. You know, it's like, it's kind of that sort of feeling. But obviously no, no one really knows you because I was just a, a nobody to everyone else. But in, in my world, you know, I but have my friends and family. somebody there. to themselves though. Yeah. Like, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. That like, obviously, you're not going to see it from a perspective of a different person. Mm -hmm. Like, even if they're at the top of high rocks, yep. right? Yeah, yeah. You're always going to see it from your perspective, exactly. your point of view. Yeah. But from there, like, did it just completely like shatter you? Did you rise above it? So I think when I conducted myself throughout the race you know there's a lot of um ups and downs where like and he ran into someone because they just stopped in front of me um there was another person that had like passed out on the part where we we're doing the burpees um, or walking lunges i think it was you know there's little things that were like oh you know I, that could be me mm. or something can happen to me when i saw other people walking off limping because i heard the sounds as well i thought oh that could be me so I was like, oh, how am I going to get through this race? And I just slowly went through it. Um, there's times where I stopped and I was walking when, when I was going to be running because my heart was just pounding at my chest. Um, I just couldn't really settle down. And then when I crossed the line, you know, with everyone being there, it seemed like it was nice to achieve what I did. I didn't really care about the time at the time. I just wanted to get through the race. I think that was my main concern, to get through the race without getting injured, without yeah. my knee popping or flaring up. Um, so that for me was a very great achievement and then after I digested trying to catch my breath and realised where I was and I saw my time I was like Do you know what it's actually still a decent time I still, I still did it within the average time for your first time as so well the first right? time as well so I thought Do you know what what can I do now because now that you have done it you know you can do it you know you can do better now um, and you've seen where you can improve on in terms of like different elements of like okay I can run at a slightly a faster pace you can change certain techniques on the exercises and stuff like that. You can have a slightly better um, input of food leading up to the race, especially on the, on the day of the race as well. Just small little tweaks that I've, I've made along the way. Um, and I think the biggest one I made was then moving on to my second race and third race where I had a more structured plan of training. So thus far, you've completed how many races? Three races? Uh, I've done six now. Six races altogether. Yeah. Yeah. So explain to me just briefly, like what's the progression from the first in terms of your training, like your programming, just from the first, second, all the way to your sixth? So when I moved on from my first to my second, I had moved into more of a structured uh, plan, which was detailed down to improve on certain areas where I knew I was weak. So overall cardiovascular was, was always going to be a big area 
in terms of improvement on it and just getting the knee back into moving properly and, and functioning well during races and, and you know like race season and off race season um, and then increasing on strength in certain areas for example i.e sled pull was always my weakest one so I improved on that drastically sled push has always been good and so, just quickly what yep. was the weight on the sled pull so you're looking at a hundred and so now, because I've done the pro race, I'm thinking of all the pro numbers, which is obviously heavier. Um, you're looking at 125 for the push, and I think it was 75, or maybe 90 for the pull, I believe, I believe. This is just for the normal one? Yeah, open. Open. Someone might watch and correct me, but you, you, you got that all wrong, but yeah, <laughs> check it. I can't remember the numbers now, because okay. I'm, so, I'm so used to the pro weights. And the pro one that you done? Uh, so the pro is sled push was a 202, and the sled pull was 152. 202? Yeah, 202. And what's your weight when you done it? Uh, 78, And how long is the distance you need to cover? Uh, 25 meters. So 25 meters, 202, Yeah. and you was only 75. All 75, right. 76, yeah. At that point, I lost a little bit more. And that wasn't too long ago, to be fair. That was in April? Was it March, April I did that? That was a pro? This that's year, a big jump, yeah. That's a big jump from doing the opens. And that's the thing I've always wanted to ask you, like, what, how do you cope with, like, obviously this is like a cardio-heavy mm. um, exercise. Like, yep. How do you actually cope with losing the weight? Because it's inevitably going to happen, right? Yeah. But how do you cope with actually maintaining the strength and actually building up your cardio. It's tricky because I've always been that guy that's like, you know, because of my body type, an ectomorph, I'm always trying to be putting on weight. Yeah. So when I had to come into doing so much more cardio, I was obviously losing weight. So I had to really adjust my mindset and accepting that I'm not going to be able to achieve my overall goal of wanting to pull on weight whilst trying to change and train for high rocks. So that was the first hurdle I had. Second hurdle I had so was just like... Kind of accepted it? I accepted it. I was like, look, I'm going to lose weight. And then I had to then think about, all right, well, I'm now obviously a personal trainer in the gym. People are going to be looking at me. It's like, well, he's a PT. Look how skinny he is. Yeah. That's the first thing that popped in my head. But I was like, it's fine because they're not doing what I'm doing. Plus, like, people don't actually look at... Because when you look at athletes, there's not really much to look at. Right, most of athletes are actually just looking at, they look average. Yeah, I mean, right? you, you look at all the top athletes as well, like they're slim, but they're like muscular and they're like athlete, but also they've achieved what they've achieved by doing what they've done to look how they look. Yeah, because it's all performance based, it's not aesthetics. Yeah, exactly. So and you can look average, but performance wise, you know, you might be the person that could be like, jump the highest or ex like you saying, ain't much to look at. Exactly. But. He he's got a world record. He's got a world exactly. record now. And other people will be like, yeah, well, you know, I, can, I can't do that. Or I can do that if I did more than go and do it. You know, sort of thing. So I think there's a lot of, um, there was a lot of mindset readjusting and shifting mm -hmm. um, before I started to like knuckle down and train. And, you know, previously what we have spoken about like, in terms of confidence stuff, it did knock my confidence in the sense that, you know, I was like, I've been always trying to put on weight and I'm now losing weight. And people are now noticing that by saying it to me, like, oh, you're losing weight sort of thing. People who don't see me as regularly, like members yeah. or family members. And I'm like, well, it's hard to hear it because I've always been on a journey of trying to pull weight. Obviously being vegetarian and, you know, obviously being ectomorph for calories, always going to need to eat as much as I can. Um, and I'm working so much as well, so it's tricky to try to balance it all. 
and trying to achieve what I want to achieve. And then also then throwing high rocks into it, it kind of just miss, throws everything up in the air. So I learned that I'm not going to achieve my overall goal and trying to put on weight whilst trying to do something like high rocks. So I have to accept it and I have to accept it quick because it's not okay. So I'm just going to do one more race and that's it. Is I'm going to try to take part in as many races as I can to keep improving because it's a challenge that I thoroughly loved and enjoyed as much as it was hard, but then it also gave me a massive boost of confidence and kind of like self-respect as well. I'd be like, you can do this. But I always say to myself, I always put myself in a position that, that I'm always willing to learn because I always try to keep myself grounded and humble. Mm -hmm. You heard what the other guy, when he was in before, he said, it's, there's so many other things I, I need to still learn and develop in my own skill set as a PT and as a human being, and as just a normal person. Like, yeah. it's part of life. I do not know everything, and I will always be willing to learn. Like, so when you came in, I'm like, damn, man, I see myself in him. But it was like, it was refreshing because it's like, you know, it kind of re-sparked like, man, where's my like positive vibes going where I've like, you know, cocooned it a little bit because it's like, I've been so busy with work and stuff like that, but like, you brought it back out again. It's like, energy. Let's go, bro. Yeah. You got this. It's there. Let's bring it back out again. Let's be that vibrant person. And I think you've got to sometimes like harness that energy sometimes and focus on areas where you like, you know, where you will benefit the most rather than it being so sparse and like giving out to everyone else sort of thing. Um, I mean, when you relate it back to stuff like competitions and training and hierarchs um, related stuff, you've got to dig real deep to be like, right, sometimes in life, you've got to sometimes take a drop to come back up stronger yeah. because like you said everything could become a bit more like just I call it vanilla flavor it's just plain but what the can what you flavor? vanilla vanilla yeah. oh come on man. I love vanilla vanilla is good but sometimes it just how, how often can, can you keep continuing vanilla but as you start adding different yeah. flavors in and stuff like that then it becomes a bit like oh this is nice it's, just, it's like that with, with how you can also sometimes fall down and come back up stronger and you're like oh shit you know I had to fall down and you sometimes learn things the easy way in life and some, sometimes you learn things the hard way. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. within that whole element of, of the process, there's growth. Um, I think that's one of the, probably the biggest thing I've, I've experienced doing these Hyrox competitions and the training for it is the growth. And that'll be either learning things from people, um, challenging other people, people challenging me, pushing my body to the limit. Um, but there's always growth within every single process that I go through. So whenever I do one race, cool, one race may not have gone ideally to how I would have liked it. Mm -hmm. It's not a problem, it's not the end of the world. These things happen. You're not a robot, you are a human being. Could be anything. You know, your lead up to it could have been like, oh, you're a bit more stressed out, your food intake was probably a little bit under the, um, under the calories or not enough of what you needed for the day sort of thing. Um, uh, heat. Anything. My other, like for primaries, I went to Malaga. My race completely went off because I had injured my left knee this time, and my left rotator cuff had a frozen shoulder sort of thing, uh, shoulder impingement. So I hold my left side. I completely shut down on the on the day of the race. Managed to get through. Still managed to get like a, a 120. I think it was like a 127 time or 124 time, which is way below what I wanted to do. I went into that. I went into that race wanting to beat my time originally. I set at one fourteen. Yeah. Um, I was like, "Cool, today I'm going to get a sub one ten and try challenge myself even more and try qualify for the championships." Um, Is the championships under one ten? Oh, championships! I think, I think now like, it's just ridiculous times now. Like, I think the world record sits at like fifty four to fifty seven. Okay. Or something like that. 
Again, don't quote me on that, but it's, it's in that range where it's below an hour now. Yeah. So it's ridiculous. Like, you know, you see these guys, they're not like, again, they're not like huge, but they're like good lean athletes, but they're, they're putting in a serious time. Um, but that can be actually like looking, I mean, just hearing that, that can be quite daunting. For yeah, like, yeah, especially yeah. beginners. Yeah, yeah. And like someone that, let's say, for me, for instance, right, mm -hmm. that just wants to get into it. Yeah. I mean, if you was starting from now, yeah. like, right, just imagine yourself like back how you used to be. Mm -hmm. What would be your biggest advice in terms of like if someone's scared to actually do it and if someone is a bit apprehensive to actually, you know, do it, what is the thing that you would say, like, you know, encouragement or what, yeah. what can you uh, yeah. advise them? I would probably say like, evaluate what you're doing at the minute in terms of training. If there's anything remotely close to like doing a run and then going into an exercise. So like when I say like evaluate what you're doing, are you doing any form of like HIIT training? So if you're not, try it first. Yeah. See how you feel just from doing that because it's, it's a big jump from if you're coming from like doing just weights is then doing a bit more cardio based stuff or like HIIT training because it's, it's just a different element or, or attack. Not even attack actually, that's the wrong word. I'll say um, a different approach in terms of your cardiovascular. Basically, mainly, basically your heart and how your heart just completely reacts differently to you pumping bicep curl versus doing 300 meters on a ski erg into then 15 push-ups. So you gotta, you got to test yourself and see how you feel because I think, again, even though your body is fully capable of doing many things, I think the first obstacle that will come on board, or your face, sorry, will be um, not experiencing something like that and be, be like a bit of a moment where you're like, you feel scared. You're shocked. It's a shock to your system. That's the, that's the word. There you go. I mean, uh, I don't want to admit this, but you know the story of the first time I done High Rocks, right? I threw up. <laughs> yeah. I threw up. Because yeah. it's like, I do a lot of runs, like boxing. Yeah, it's yeah. a whole different cardio, but I do a lot of cardio, right? And I can do rounds and rounds. So I was, I was like, I was confident. Yep. And I really pushed myself to do the first one. But then I was like, this is a whole... It's like, I compared it to like doing burpees nonstop. Yep. It's literally, that's how I felt. Like, yep. like burpees nonstop. Yep. And with like weights on you, and then just like you can feel everything shutting yeah. down, and just kept mm -hmm. on going. Um, I would say, what's the main mental aspect, right? Key component that you could um, give to someone, especially in in high rocks, like in competing. Ooh, um, there can be many, but I think the key ones are you have to be really focused of what you want to achieve whether it's you want to try to get it within a certain time frame, obviously because it is a timed competition, you want to try to at least set a good time. Yeah. I think once you know where sort of your benchmark is, is to then continue to try to beat that time. Whether if you go back into a competition, you beat it by two minutes, fantastic. It's still an achievement. You still beat it. Even if it's five seconds, you still beat your previous time. Um, I think that you have to take things into realistic or be realistic with yourself. Is like, cool, what is your overall goal, overall goal with wanting to do high rocks? Is it a case of like, do you want to qualify for the championships? Or is it a case of just challenging your body? Because yeah. you get people that go in there who is just like, they could be your average gym goers. As I've seen a, a vast, vast amount of people who are like different ethnicities, sizes, who compete. And they just want to compete because they just want to do something that will challenge them, but also be part of a community that where other members of the family or friends are doing it. And it's all like, just, it's just a fun element. And just to clarify quickly, is it okay to do that? Or is this like a completely like professional, because it's a professional sport, but is it something that it 
you know, professionals can only take part in? Yeah. Or is this something like anyone no, can it's really open. No, it's open to everyone. Everyone. The, we, last time I did the competition, uh, which was in... Um, uh, was it Birmingham? April? No, it was one bit after that. It was the London one. It was in... Yeah, it was in London, so that's when they did the pro. There was a, a, a couple, I think they were aged 70, I believe. They took part. Oh, okay. At the age of 70. So there are people in there and there's people, there are other people who are, who are disabled um, with missing, missing limbs that have taken part. So there's no excuses. This gateway is open to anyone. Um, I feel where certain people might not challenge themselves enough and be like, oh no, it's not for me, I'm scared. I feel that sometimes they just need to watch certain videos of who has taken part and their reasons for taking part, but also just watching that. If they can do it, you can do, you it. Can do it. That's actually so fascinating because most of the time people just want to do runs in order yep. to challenge themselves, yep. right? But sometimes that can get, um, over, it, it can get underwhelming, all right? Yeah. You've, you've done so many runs, 5K, 10K, this yeah. and that, but you want to challenge yourself more. Mm -hmm. But I think this is the only one except CrossFit, which will go late, uh, into more depth later, mm -hmm. that you can actually join and challenge yourself more in a physical manner, except fighting. Mm -hmm. But that is actually, this is what attracted me to it the most. Because it's not just cardio, it's mm -hmm. also strength, yeah. right? And those are the main things that, you know, we can actually build and grow upon, yeah. right? Especially when you go to the gym, what, what's your main thing? It's really strength yeah. and your cardio, yeah. right? But there's no test. There's no competition to do it. Yeah. Not an open one anyway. Yeah. And that's why I feel like High Rocks is, is, it targets this like, it's not sports in terms of competitiveness mm. and it's not just going to the gym. And it's like encompasses everything and mixes it together. Yeah. So like all the best of each yeah. that you can actually compete. But it's not like a sport where you lose, you're gone. Yeah, yeah. Right? You can still have fun and yeah. enjoy your life yeah, yeah. without getting beaten to death like sports and athletes yeah. do. Yeah. Do you, do you, so I agree. I agree with that. I think um, I think one of the other fun things about um, the Hyrox is that you can you can like definitely go in. I think one of the key things I learned was is actually go in to, and have fun. Yeah. Because I think if you go in and um, take it too serious, so you can still be competitive. But you can still have fun. I think, like prime example, when I, when I went to the Malaga one, when I started to like, my knees started flaring up and I knew I was struggling, my heart rate elevated more than it should have, and the things just went pear-shaped for me. I got frustrated within the my, my zone, which is where you step in and do your actual exercises before you step back out into your run. But I was like, you know what? It is what it is. I'm not gonna let this be the tone of the rest of the race. Yeah. So obviously my, my friends were there and my, my partner was there and, you know, I turned it around. I came back out with the run, maybe the second run after that, I think it was. I just started smiling more, I just enjoyed it. And I came back in and I finished at 124. I was like, damn, even after all that happened, I still got a 124. So my message with that is, is go into the races being competitive and focused. I think, you should, I think that should just be a given, but also enjoy it, embrace it and have fun because You'd be very surprised over how much you'll be more happier with having fun than being competitive and so focused where you do bad. You just you just start beating yourself up. Oh, I could have done better. 
Oh, I shouldn't have missed. You don't, I enjoy, have... It. You don't enjoy it. It's like you don't enjoy that excitement and fun when you cross over the line and they give you the badge and and then you see your name pop up with the time and it's just like and everyone's there cheering you on. You you kind of block it all up. You're like, damn, I've done better. I've done shit. Yeah. Versus you just cross over and you're like, you may be passing out on the floor and trying to catch your breath. It's like it's all fun because it's all smiles. Yeah. Everyone's around you like positive and giving you good vibes and thumbs up and high fives and fist pumps and all that. Embrace so it, no, enjoy like, it. There's no real loser if you actually just enjoy No, everyone's it. a winner. I think any, everyone that starts on the line and Finish. finishes a race or even doesn't finish a race because it, something's happened where, if it, where it's an injury or anything or they mm -hmm. just can't finish, you're, everyone's a winner. As long as you take part. As long as you take part, like you're, as soon as you signed up and you get the confirmation you're, you're, you're going to be doing a high rocks, you're a winner because you're challenging yourself. Yeah. Now, there's, there's, a, there's a range of like, serious competitors and they're going to put in some serious good times and they're like you know taking it to the next level and they're going to championship level and now elite level and you got the average gym goal it doesn't matter where you are it's the fact that and you've actually the of high rocks well there, it's, it? a, it's, a, it's the it's the part where like you know you've actually taken part because yeah. that within itself for everyone whether whether you're on the top end or the bottom end you're still a winner and i think high rocks gives you that opportunity to be able to come in and challenge yourself and i think when you relate it back to going to the gym it's all good coming to the gym and, and beasting yourself in the cardio area or beasting yourself in the weights area. But what are you trying to achieve? Yeah. Is it a case of just aesthetics and looking a certain way? How long can you maintain that for? Because whatever you're trying to achieve in your early 20s and 30s, are you still going to look like that when you get to your 50s and 60s? Because like you said, a lot of people that have been you know, playing sports, are, they still have that competitive, inside yeah. them, uh, competitive spirit inside of them. Yeah. But let's say they've been injured. This happens plenty of time, yeah, yeah. right? Or yeah. sometimes life just doesn't work out the way that they, they want to. Mm -hmm. So this is like literally the perfect outlet for them to still give that competitive spirit yep. and to actually put it, you know, give that out, and yep. give that input without actually wasting that. Because yep. the gym can be fun, but it can also be a lonely place. Of course. Right? It's a very lonely place for someone that is competitive and driven. Mm -hmm. Because it's, uh, it's just going to be you versus you. But yep. eventually that reflection in the mirror gets boring. Yep. And it starts to like play in your mind. Right? It's like, are you this? Are you that? And it starts questioning you. Like, yeah, you can lift this, but have you competed in this? Right? Yeah, you're strong. You, you run all the time in the treadmill, but can you run this fast? And it's like, there's no other outlet. Yeah. Whereas High Rocks is the perfect place to actually yeah. put all those together and build something of yourself. Yeah. So totally. would, you, would you think that that's like something that High Rocks is actually tapping into? Oh, 100%. I think it, it, it's, it's bridging a way for people to come together from different backgrounds. Early on that, obviously Lee and Lara went on to do it and they came back and I was like, ah, it's nothing I can do, it's easy sort of thing. But then when I did it, it was a massive shock to my system. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I see what this is about now. So... And the rest is history and I'm moving on to now doing, I've done six races, moving on to another five. I'll be 11 by the time I finish this, 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 this year and then hopefully do some more next year. But I'm going to keep, continue training for it, continue pushing more. It's actually now pushed me into an area where I want to take part in other competitions and yeah. which has slightly different formats of, of training. Um, different elements of exercise, a bit more Olympic lifting. Um, and just small little tweaks like that. And it's, and it's nice because it's now like, it pushes you into slightly uncomfortable areas, but then through those uncomfortable areas comes the process of growth. 
Yeah. I think you're continually growing and you're continually, continuously learning. And I think that's a beautiful thing with fitness, is that you'll always forever be learning and growing. And you can, that's actually perfect for you because you can share that as being exactly. a PT yeah. and you can be specific to like high rocks because yeah. a lot of people want to get into that but yeah. they don't have a door. Yeah, yeah. Like they don't have a, a, you know, an entry point yeah. to actually get them into it and yeah. that's what you provide. Yeah, it's nice because like I said, high rocks bridges many, many things and I think when Lara and Paul did it, it was just two people doing it at the time and then they came back and they became six people and now, now, now there's like members now get involved and I think that's like yeah. 10 plus people now have done it. Um, there's different levels, you've got the, you've got the open for, for the men and women, you've got the doubles mix, doubles, same gender mix, um, and then you've got like the team relay one, which is obviously something you're considering yeah. as well. Um, and it's, it allows everyone to go in and do whatever level they want, um, but it also brings everyone together. And so now it's like there's a bit of a high, a high rocks community within yeah, our club, um, which is nice because it's like, it's nice that other people want to get involved, it's nice that other people want to get be a part of the training and be a part and have a bug and get a badge and put it in yeah. their bags and stuff. <laughs> it's that bad, it's man. nice. But it's, what I wanted. it's nice because it, it, it bridges a way to, to connect with someone. It's not just it about like, like, it's not case like, oh, hey, bro, let's go train. It's just like, hey, bro, let's go train, bro. I'm going gonna, gonna, I'm gonna to kill you. Yeah. And vice versa. It's like a blood pack, isn't it? It is. Like when you see someone with a high rush like that, I'm pretty sure you'll be like, hey, I see you. It's nice. It's like, you know, there's, there's a couple people that come in and they've done races. Like, oh, how do you find it? You know, yeah. how, what was your time sort of thing? And like, then you challenge the members as well and people will be like, oh, you know, when are you going to do yours? Have you signed up yet? And then it's like people come back to me and they're like, oh yeah, I've signed up now. And it's like, it's nice. Yeah. It's like, cool, now you're experiencing something I experience, but I want to see how you do. And also just be like, it doesn't matter if you get a better time than me or you get a, a, a less of a better time than me or you get a really bad time. It's the fact that you've done it. Yeah. It's something that you've done, I've experienced and vice versa. And it's nice to then talk about it. And it's just builds that again, that community within the gym. Because like I and said- And it's also nice to see people like so arrogant, I guess, I suppose, right? They're like, I'm going to smash this, I'm going to do well. And then they come out and it's like, me, me, me. It's like... It is, but it's, I think then it's nice to then go like and pick them up again. Yeah. And be like, listen, you may not have got a good time. But you got to say something first though, right? You got to like give them a few jabs. Yeah, and like, it's banter though. Yeah, you gotta, it's, but again, it, it, again, how it creates that banter vibe, but it's again within itself, it's competitiveness. Yeah. You're being competitive with that person because it's like, you know, for example, Jake, he used to do little things to try to get in my head and be like, yeah, I'm going to beat you, I'm going to beat you, I'm going to beat you, I'm going to smash you, you know, I'm going to get much better time than you. And there's like two or three times trying to do that and it's failed and backfired for him where he hasn't even finished the race. <laughs> he, oh, he didn't? Yeah, no, he's like, you know, he had a stomach issue, he couldn't do it, like, he was, he was nearly going to shit his pants on the track and everything. Like, that's how bad it got Wait, for that him. that bad? Yeah, that's how bad it got for him. <laughs> Something always flared up for him. I said to him, like, you might, you stop getting in my head because I'm really focused and determined to yeah. do well for myself. It's nice that you bring that, that competitive element to the table because mm. it's like, Essentially, you are doing a race to set a good time for yourself, but because you're doing it in a group format, you're going to instantly have that natural reaction of, yeah. I'm going to beat that person, I'm going to beat that person. It's, it's, it's just a natural thing, which is also, again, another beautiful thing about Hyrox is that even though you're doing it for yourself, you're still going to be competing with other people. So you're always going to push yourself even more. So you might have taken your training to like an 8% threshold or 9% threshold, but on the day, you hit that 100%, you're going to keep pushing. And that's where you start using your heart rate monitor, you see the levels, zone 5, yeah. zone 4, you hit red or amber, you're like, oh, what's going on? But like, yeah, that's where you get more technical, but that's when you start to learn a bit more about you, like, what you're capable of, or where your threshold is, like, you know, where your aerobic um, fitness levels are, your VO2 max is where it is, and like, that stuff starts coming into play, and then that's when you start learning a bit more about your body, even more. 
So like, even though I'm a personal trainer, I've learned a lot more things about my body through doing high rocks. So yeah. like I said, high rocks, it, it opens a gateway to many, many, many things. Um, so it's, it's, been a, it's been a beautiful journey so far, but it's not done yet. I still got more of the tank to learn about myself with my training, with my eating, with my sleeping habits and, and to get back onto, onto the platform and, and see what I can do. So the fastest time I've done so far individually has been a 1.14 and then that was in the open. That's the time I want to beat mm -hmm. and try beat and get sub 110. So take off four minutes. Before. So I took off like, what, 16, 17 minutes from the 131 to 114. Yeah. So that's a massive achievement. So that again was this pressure on myself, but I know I can do more. I know I can get better and better and stronger and faster, which is happening, which is good. Um, and I thought, you know, what can I do to just push it, the boundaries even more? And I took part in the pro level. So the weights were a lot higher. And what did you get in the pro? What pro I got 127. 127? 127. On a pro? On a pro level. And that's so that, pretty good. Yeah, I walked out of that quite like, happy and I'm like, I was shocked as well. I was like, to get 127, I thought I would have got a really, really bad time. Because when I got the rope pull, everything else in terms of training for, I had done so on the same weight, which was fine. It's just the rope pull I didn't. So when I came out, when I do the rope pull. That was a 90? No, that was 125. 125. Oh, pro. For pro, pro level, yeah, this is pro level. So 125 kg uh, sled pull. And I did, it took me 10 minutes just to finish. I think it was like eight minutes or something, nine minutes, something like that, just to finish off that one bit. How, how much was the one we done the other day? Uh, that was, was that 20, 220s? No, it was two. That was about 80 or 90 kg. Jeez. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm just trying to gauge. I'm like, that's yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah. 125. I think, I think sometimes if, you, if you're stepping into something for the first time to experience it training wise, I think you have to do the same weight just to feel it. Yeah. So like sometimes, for example, like when, if you're going to do like a, a squat and you haven't done that weight before, step out with it, get a feel how it feels mm -hmm. before you go in. I think a lot of it is linked to just psychological. No, it's it just a, It's just a mental block. Of like going to a different place and like, yeah, I've never been here Yeah, you've got you to step into it, get a little yeah. bit of a taste of it rather than just throwing yourself in the deep end. There's certain things I think you should throw yourself in the deep end and just go with the flow, just, you know, and there's certain things where I think you should just, just die, you know. Yeah. <laughs> just, you know what, it's I mean, okay. <laughs> not, not that extreme, but... Um, it's just how you approach it. You can, yeah. you can have many ways of approaching it. But I think um, that's why I was like, oh, let me challenge myself even more. So my overall goal wanted to beat my 114. It's, it's still, it still stood. But I thought, let me just see where I had, had done so much more training. And my Malaga race was so poor mm -hmm. for me personally. I thought, what can I do to pick it up and turn it around? And that's when I did the pro level and I got 127. Yeah. So I was thinking like, if I was performing poor, poor or poorly when I got a 124 in Malaga on open weights, I've now done a pro weight and I got a 127. So for me, that was a massive achievement, which is then a boost to and be I like. And I think that was, I'm sure you can, you know, um, be more proud of this. Of course. Like the 127 yeah. in a pro than 114 in the opens. Yeah, Right. 100%. Is that something that you've actually, you know, you cherish more that, that, yeah. that victory. Sort what of thing. makes me more sweet is getting this little badge with the, with the little gold rim because it stands out a lot more. Pro, yeah. like, now you're like, all right, I've done the pro. So instantly, again, it's, it's another bug you'll get onto. It's like once you get your first high rocks collecting. and you just collect it and you see it, be like, oh, you know what? I want, I want the gold one now. Like it adds more flavor to I the, mean, it looks, to it the looks vanilla. Good. Yeah, I yeah, know, right? So like, but it's also just nice because it's, again, you're challenging yourself. It's like, how much more can I challenge myself doing something that's repetitively the same? 
do a higher and weight. And it's something to look forward to. Of it's course. It's something to like, you know what, I want that yellow badge. Of course. You know what, I see, I see Prash, like, I, w I want that badge. I want that badge. I went, I went for this because of originally when Paul and Lara got me into it, they did their pro and I saw their badge and I was that. like, I'm going to get that badge. So instantly there's that competitiveness there. Because yeah. you just were like, if she can do it, if he can do it, I can, I do, can it. do it. But you're challenging yourself. So even though you're being competitive with that person, it's kind of indirectly being more Towards challenging you. To, yeah. to yourself. And then you keep thriving and keep growing and keep learning. Because I, everything I learned in that race was a lot different to what I learned doing just a normal one. But I know where I stand now, where I can improve on. And that comes across in my training. That's why my training is so intense and like, I'm getting pulled and I do my programming and I feel love because he knows what, where I'm at. Yeah. But then also he's challenging me because then I put my numbers in and figures in and that's where we are improving. So there's small little tweaks, small improvements, but those small little improvements are now making a big difference when I then step into my race. And so when I do my next one in, in September, when I go to Madrid, it's just gonna be me and Jake doing it, but I know what I need to do. And that's on yeah. the open. So that one fourteen time is going to get annihilated. I know that because I know where I, where I stand now. Fingers crossed. Um, but I think Hyrox opens a gateway to you recognizing and understanding yourself more. Yeah. I think it opens up a way where you can put yourself in a in a very uncomfortable position to then be able to grow to become more comfortable. I think Hyrox uh, puts you into a competitiveness. Um, uh, way of of not just being competitive with yourself but with other people but also learning um, I think Hyrox also allows you to um, meet different people and learn from those people as well I think Hyrox kind of creates a safe space for you so when you're coming into the gym it's not a case of like being a cardio basher or a class basher or a weights basher, like now you've got a bit more experience being able to adjust your workouts that are going to accommodate you doing better in high rocks. Yeah. So it also just adds more to your exercise library uh, when you come into the gym, a bit more structured, detailed plan. But, but also when you do meet someone that's done high rocks, you'll be like, hey, he or she knows. Does it give you that sense of like identity? Like finding like a belonging, that, that something that you belong to? Essentially, yeah, because it's, it's, you, you go into, it's, you become part of this community. So it's like, as soon as you feel part of a community, you feel wanted. Yeah. So you kind of like, it's that warmth, it's that comfort blanket. Like someone be like, hey man, how you doing today? How's Hyrox? Yeah. What are you doing for your training today? You know, like when some people ask me about my training, what I'm doing for Hyrox, they're like, man, I want to come train with you. You want to train with me? Jacob wants to train with me. Paul now, yeah. skinny leg Paul. Working here, I'll, I'll take the piss out of his legs now, but he, he wants to know. Like, he wants to, yeah, that's but it's true. nice because, it, again, it's, even though he's not doing high rocks, but he's, he's, he's learning more about it. Now he doesn't even call me by my name, he just calls me Mr. High Rocks. Mr. But it's nice. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, See, you, you, get, you build this identity. Like, whenever I think of you, it's like high rocks. Yeah. It's like high rocks. So you, you don't even like just PT press. Yeah, yeah. You're like high rocks press. Yeah. You know, and it, it elevates you to a point that, like, you have your own identity. Yeah. And I feel like that's, that's something that's like a lot of people. Uh, inspired to be, yeah. you know, finding their own identity in yeah, this yeah. world, in this life, and yeah. who they are as a person, which I feel like you have found in yourself. Yeah, I 100% I, I agree with that. I think when you step into the PT world, I think you kind of just get lost in, in, in the heat or the moment of this, like, just being a, just being a PT, yeah. you know, like, what do you stand for? What, who, what does this PT stand for? What does that PT stand for, sort of thing? Like, back in the days, you'd have, like, 
your your crossfitters you'll have your your weight trainers you'll have your cardio bashers you have your iron men who do like iron man competitions and stuff like that, which is a completely different ball game yeah. um you know the, the training for that is, is intense and uh, there's something else i want to get into probably not next year probably a year after that but again it's the hierarchs have now opened that pathway to now be more no, competitive no, no. and want to take part in more different and uh, different competitions so um that's another thing i wanted to talk to you about um, we'll wrap this up soon but uh, the last thing is just that, what is the separation or the difference between high rocks and CrossFit? So CrossFit for me, I haven't got much experience in it, but from what I know of it, it's just a completely different ballgame in the aspect of your strength has to be a completely different ballgame to, to high rocks. So like your high rocks weights are, are, are set, mm -hmm. whereas like with CrossFit, it varies. You've got the EMOMs, you've got WADs, you've got completely different styles of training um, incorporated into the competitions or what they do. And then just, there's, there's a lot more Olympic lifting involved in that as well. So there's that different element. So there's no much of a Olympic lifting when you're doing the actual competition with high rocks versus when you do uh, CrossFit. That's the, the, the difference between the two. That's the key part. Um, also, it's just, I find, from what I know of CrossFit, it is a lot more challenging um, on the body than I feel high rocks. I think high rocks is a lot more endurance. CrossFit is, seems to be more short outbursts, but your continuation of like doing that like eight times or nine times or 10 times, doing completely different exercises. So like the, 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 the Olympic lifting side of things for me, like even though I'm doing some of it in my training now, it's different because I've never really much done much of it before. Yeah. So I've always done like weights, there's the standing, the bench, the squats, um, the deadlifts and stuff like that. Whereas now I'm doing more lip lifting and I'm enjoying it. It's fun. I'm learning. So I think when it, the, the difference between the two is, is, is that you're still going to be competitive in both. You're still learning in both. Um, but there's just a different approach on how you take part in different exercises. Um, so some people are like, well, it's very similar, but it's like, not necessarily. Yeah. Um, I think the best way to sometimes experience that is that take part in both and you'll see the difference. Is um, there something you're interested in or? Oh, definitely. CrossFit has always been, I've always been interested in learning more about CrossFit. I think I think I kind of set myself in my own pathway where we've, we've, we've regrown as a person in the sense of like getting strength back into my knee and focusing on putting on weight. And, and I think um, the network of people around as well, like not many people at the time now do CrossFit stuff. Yeah. Um, so I think it's just more like, I found something I've actually really enjoyed, which is which is high rocks. Um, I wouldn't say I would not want to do CrossFit, but you can pick up a lot more injuries in, in CrossFit compared well, to yeah, high rocks. That's, that's the, the I thing think that's that, the other thing that kind of kept me a bit more on the borderline of like, ooh, because I, I hear a lot of people catching a lot of injuries. So I'm like, mm. but again, you then allow yourself to put yourself in a position of uncomfortability to then become more comfortable. Yeah. So I wouldn't know until I actually step into that box of uncomfortability. To well, hopefully in the future, there's something that you can actually oh, of you course. Know, accomplish. Oh, 100%. I'm definitely going to do it. Um, I think it's just trying to juggle one thing at a time. I think once you pick something, kind of master it, become better at it, and then move on to it. Yeah, um, Slow progression is the best type of progression, right? Oh, of course. Of course. So um, one last thing, um, just let them let the people know like uh -huh. where, where you, whether they can find you, your social media, or what you're on, or uh -huh. just your website if you have a website, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, just basically your services as well. 
So I am a personal trainer at Fitness First Cottons in London Bridge. Um, Instagram handle is Prash, I mean Coach. And there, that's pretty much all I use. Uh, I don't really use Facebook anymore. It's there. Um, OnlyFans? Not yeah. at all. <laughs> not at all. This guy's not funny. yet. <laughs> not yet. We don't need that. This is a good source right here, man. This is all good here. <laughs> um, yes, and this, this is where I'm based. This is my, this is my hub, London Bridge. All right. Fitness first cotton has been here for a long time. Part of the furniture now. So yeah, man. That's, that's <laughs> the staple me. of fitness. Yeah, uh, no, no, not at all. Not at all. all right, man. Well, it was lovely talking to you. I learned Pleasure. so much to you, man. Likewise, Thank you, bro, man. Positive vibes.